Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hi guys, welcome back to the Liz Wheeler Show. Happy President's Day. This show, I regret to inform you, is actually not about U.S. presidents in any way, shape, or form, except I suppose if you want to be a little indirect while we're fighting for the same thing that some of the presidents of the United States have fought for, the preservation of this nation. But it, it, this is not some historical lesson. In fact, before we get to the topic of the show, a little housekeeping. Um, I released a special episode. This is one of my favorite episodes that I've ever done. But I released a special episode with Florida Surgeon General Dr. Joseph Ladapo. And you can find that not on every platform because of the topics we discuss, but you can find that on Apple, on Spotify, on Rumble, and on Locals. Unfortunately, you will not be able to watch that on YouTube for reasons that will become obvious as soon as you hit the play button. We talked, I mean, this Dr. Ladapo is extremely intelligent. He is the architect behind how Florida handled COVID-19. So of course, Governor Ron DeSantis had the final say in these policies, but Dr. Joseph Ladapo was the architect of that. I asked him, and we talked extensively about Damar Hamlin and what happened to Damar Hamlin and why what happened to Damar Hamlin happened to Damar Hamlin. Uh, we talked about how doctors, ethical doctors at least, ethical medical providers, how they can or perhaps cannot give informed consent about the Pfizer product that we so often discuss. I asked him, I asked Dr. Ladapo if he recommends it for anyone at this point in the pandemic. His answer was extremely interesting. One of the things I enjoyed uh, the most about our conversation is he didn't do the, the politician thing where he dodged and, and tried to dance around or was vague in his answers. Not at all. He was very direct, um, willing to talk about anything. And we talked about how to solve the institutional capture of the FDA and the CDC that leads to situations of government corruption and then products like Pfizer's COVID jab um, being forced on some populations of people. So if you haven't already already watched or listened to that, highly recommend that you do that. Like I said, you can find it on Apple or, and Spotify, on Rumble, and on Locals. Unfortunately, no YouTube for very obvious reasons. So what I want to talk about in the show today is there's a video by Matt Walsh that has over 4 million views on Twitter alone. It's gone wildly viral. And this, this video is interesting because... Oftentimes, when conservatives have viral videos, it means that that conservative gets pushback from the left and there becomes a right versus left debate or even fight on Twitter. But that's not what happened with this video. In fact, this video sparked infighting among conservatives. This was a video that Matt Walsh made for transgender TikTok star Dylan Mulvaney, where he addressed, Matt Walsh addressed Dylan personally in this video. So this is the Matt Walsh clip. Dylan, if that is the most attractive you will ever look, then I don't even want to imagine what you'll look like when you're at your ugliest. You do not pass as, a, as an attractive woman or as a woman at all. Uh, even with 50 pounds of makeup and plastic surgery and clever lighting tricks, even then you still cannot escape what you really are and what you will always be. You have successfully shed 
whatever parts of you were masculine, perhaps, at least on the surface, nobody would ever describe you as masculine or manly, so you've got that going, but your femininity quotient has not increased at a rate commensurate with the loss of your masculinity. Um, you may not be masculine, but you also aren't feminine. Instead, you are, you are weird and artificial. You are manufactured and lifeless. You are unearthly and eerie. You are like some kind of human deep fake. That's what you are. You are a man deprived of all the best qualities of men, but without any of the best qualities of women. Even your personality is contrived. Everything about you is fake. Nothing about you rings true. Nobody buys the act. You'll never be accepted as a woman by anyone. Never by anyone. Even the people who pretend to accept you as a woman are only pretending because they're afraid of being lectured if they don't or because they want to use you as a platform to virtue signal. But everyone who looks at you will see something pitiable and bizarre, something utterly unfeminine in every way. You will never be able to actually have the identity that you're trying to appropriate, nor will you ever be able to fully escape the identity that you're fleeing. The best you can hope for is some kind of limbo, the worst of all worlds. And yet, even in that limbo state, you will still be a man. Just not one that any of us can respect or take seriously. But other than that, champ, you're doing great. Okay, so that's pretty harsh stuff, right? Well, of course, the left comes after Matt Walsh for obvious reasons. Anytime anyone in the country, whether you're on the left or the right or somewhere in the middle, maybe you're independent, maybe you're, maybe you're centrist, anytime anyone dares to contradict the radical gender ideology narrative, they are going to come under fire by the left. That's nothing new. Matt Walsh gets that every day. Okay, I think that probably shows that he's doing a lot of things well in this fight against gender ideology. The difference this time, this video went viral, as I said, over 4 million views on Twitter alone just in the past two or three days. And conservatives, a lot of conservatives have come out against Matt Walsh. Now you might be thinking, well, why? Why? We all share this desire to obliterate the radical gender ideology that is literally mutilating the bodies of our children. But there is a faction of conservatives or a faction of Republicans who are accusing Matt Walsh of being mean. They say, this video was not nice. They say, the tone of voice is not helpful, helpful to our cause. In fact, it's counterproductive. And they are, they're saying it publicly. They're criticizing him publicly. And so what I want to talk to you about today is I want to talk about, was this mean? Is this the proper tone of voice to use? Is this counterproductive? And how does this same question apply to what we talk about on this show all the time, this battle in our country that is not just Democrats versus Republicans, it's not just the right versus the left, this battle that has been elevated to a battle of good versus evil. So let's get to it. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, so before we can even get to that yes or no question, is this tone of voice that Matt Walsh used, is this, is this video too harsh? 
Is it mean? Is it counterproductive? Or is it exactly what our country needs? Before we can answer that, I think we need to zoom out for a second and look at what we're talking about here. So Dylan Mulvaney is a famous TikTok influencer. We've talked about we've talked about Mulvaney on this show a handful of times at this point. I think we showed a video last week of Dylan Mulvaney, but Dylan Mulvaney was born biological male and this is what Dylan Mulvaney looked like before he started wearing makeup, before he started wearing dresses. You can see this photo on the screen. He was he was an actor and a model, I believe, and a boy. Then he decided to socially transition to a girl. That's actually when he rose to this level of fame. He started doing this series on TikTok called Days of Girlhood, where he did a short video every day and said, you know, day 25 of girlhood and I'm prancing around in high heels. Day 300 of girlhood and I'm doing X, Y, Z. And those videos went viral on TikTok, in the, in the TikTok format, but on Instagram and on, on Twitter as well. So this is Dylan Mulvaney after, after he transitioned. This is what he looks like in a dress, a pink and white checkered dress with his hair styled as a girl's hair. That's the second, that's the social transition. Um, then Dylan Mulvaney underwent surgeries, plastic surgery on his face. It's called facial feminization surgery, and it's supposed to make a, a man's face look more like a woman's face. Um, and after this surgery, Dylan Mulvaney did a reveal, a face reveal is what he called it. And um, about a week after the face reveal, Dylan Mulvaney made this video, which we watched last week, but I wanna show you just 10 seconds of this video so you can see exactly um, what Dylan looks like post-surgery. It's day 335 of being a girl, and I wanted to go on record to say that this might be the hottest I've ever looked and will ever look in my lifetime. Okay, so as I said, we have to establish a few things that are true before the analysis of Matt Walsh's video will mean anything. So first of all, Dylan Mulvaney is a performance artist, and I think that there is no video ever made by Dylan that's that makes it as evident as this one. Because what Dylan is saying in this video is kind of ridiculous. It's, it's pretty absurd. But the presentation, the tone of voice that Dylan is using is extremely authentic. It is extremely, it's constructed in a way with these dramatic pauses, this sincerity that makes it seem like what Dylan is saying is something much more serious than what Dylan is actually saying, that, what, that he likes what he looks like that day. Okay, so he's a performance artist, he's an actor, he's a model, and that's one of the reasons that he's been so successful at getting views on his video on TikTok, because that's what he does, he's a, he's a performance artist. So that is, all of these things that I'm about to lay out are all true at the same time, and this is why, this is why the situation gets a little bit tricky. So he's a performance artist, at the same time, Dylan Mulvaney is a human being made in the image and likeness of God. And as a human being made in the image, of like, image and likeness of God, Dylan Mulvaney, is worthy of dignity and respect, and his life has inherent value, and we should treat him as such. That's true at the same time. Dylan Mulvaney is also mentally ill. If you are a man and you feel that you are born into the wrong body and you feel that the only way that you can feel comfortable is to surgically mutilate your body and to dress as a girl, present yourself as a woman, that's a mental illness. That's, that's, a, that's a gender disorder that is, to this day, categorized as, as a psychiatric as a psychiatric disorder. That's not, that's not my opinion. That's what the medical industry says. At the same time, as I said, all of these things are true at once. At the same time as being a performance artist, being a human made in God's image and likeness, being a person suffering from a mental illness, 
Dylan Mulvaney is being exploited. Dylan is being exploited by this, this gender, what's become a gender industry. It used to just be a gender movement, a radical gender movement. But this industry, that big pharma and hospitals and insurance companies, as well as leftist activists and causes are caught up in, they, they want someone like Dylan Mulvaney to be their poster child. And as a result, again, this is, this is, these are things are all true at the same time. Dylan Mulvaney is extremely culturally influential, extremely if you, any Gen Zer in your life, maybe, maybe, you're, maybe you are a Gen Zer. Maybe your child is a Gen Zer. Maybe your grandchild is a Gen Zer. Maybe your, your niece or nephew is. There's not, I, there's not many, if any, Gen Zers who don't know who Dylan Mulvaney is. There's not many millennials who don't know who, Gen, who, who Dylan Mulvaney is. Dylan Mulvaney is extremely culturally influential. Upwards of 10 million followers on TikTok. That's a lot of people that tune in for daily content from Dylan Mulvaney. And at the same time, again, all of these things are true, very culturally influential, and Dylan Mulvaney is overtly political by choice. Not by happenstance, not not coincidentally. Dylan Mulvaney is overtly political by choice and has weighed in at the highest levels of the United States federal government with the current president of the United States, Joe Biden, about one of the most controversial, if not the most controversial topic facing our culture today. And that would be transgender surgeries for children. Take a listen to this. Do you think states should have a right to ban gender affirming health care? I don't think any state or anybody should have the right to do that as a moral question and as a legal question. I just think it's wrong. Okay, so all of these things. Dylan Mulvaney is a performance artist. Dylan Mulvaney is a human made in the image and likeness of God, therefore deserving of dignity and respect. With inherent value, Dylan Mulvaney is mentally ill. Dylan Mulvaney is being exploited. Dylan Mulvaney is very culturally influential. And Dylan Mulvaney is overtly political by choice. All of those things are true at the same time, which brings us back to Matt Walsh. A lot of the people who are criticizing Matt Walsh's tone of voice are, are conflating the word nice with the word soft. They're conflating the word nice with the word kind. They're conflating the word nice with the word love. Because indulging the delusion of someone who is mentally ill, someone who is surgically mutilating their body based on a justification of their mental illness, this, this delusion, that's, that's not kind. That's not loving. And so, and so I'm not sure if these people are misunderstanding the word nice to mean the word soft, or if they don't understand this battle that we're fighting, right? Matt Walsh was not nice if you're talking about being soft. Not because Matt Walsh was speaking with malice, he wasn't speaking with malice, but because what's happening to our children, this topic of conversation, isn't nice. It isn't soft. It isn't kind, it isn't loving, and it needs to be exposed so that we can stop it. That's the true kindness of this situation. Exposing poison is never going to be a nice job to do. What we're talking about here is not just Dylan Mulvaney. It's what Dylan Mulvaney stands for. Remember, Dylan Mulvaney made a deliberate decision to be overtly political. And what Dylan Mulvaney stands for politically is what Matt Walsh stands against politically. So what's happening here is our children are being mutilated. They're being psychologically mutilated as early as, as kindergarten, being indoctrinated with queer theory, radical gender ideology, being told that, there's, there's, that they're not a boy or a girl based on what their bodies look like, 
based on how they were born, but only based on how they identify. And they're told if they feel uncomfortable in their body for one second, that they just change quote unquote genders. And then they're, they're, if they, as soon as they're on that conveyor belt, they're given puberty blocking drugs, which are harmful to their bodies. They're given cross sex hormones, which are extremely harmful to their bodies and pushed towards surgery. And not just facial feminization surgery. We're talking mastectomies and hysterectomies, having, having their genitalia completely mutilated and removed. Remember, the, these drugs, even before the surgery, puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones lead to higher cancer rates. They lead to osteoporosis. They have irrevocably, they irrevocably damage the fertility of these young people. And then you get to the surgery and that irrevocably ruins their body. And I don't, I don't just mean ruins it cosmetically. I mean, the complications of these surgeries are so enormously high percentage-wise that if it were a surgery intended to cure a physical ailment, it wouldn't even be allowed. These surgeries are experimental surgeries on the altar of ideology. They're, they're not medical science. All you have to do is, I, I, have you seen the wrists, the, the forearms of these young girls? Um, who have undergone transgender surgeries, they have, they have half of their, the flesh on their forearm, the flesh on their skin is removed. They look, like, they look like they've undergone medical experimentation in some prisoner of war camp. It's removed in order to create a neophallus. I can't even imagine what the mutated genitalia look like. I don't even want to think about it. And then you have these detransitioners, these people who, these uh, uh, especially young women who've, who've had their breasts removed, maybe have their uteruses removed, and they regret it. They get to this point where they realize, oh, that didn't help my gender disorder. That didn't help my delusion. I'm still suicidal. I'm still depressed. I, I, I'm still su suffering psychologically. And this transition just made me suffer physically as well. They detransition and they feel regret. This stuff, I mean, if, if this leaves a bad taste in your mouth, of course it does. Of course it does. This is horrendous stuff. It is not nice. It is not kind, it is not loving to indulge delusion that leads someone on this path that I just described. This is, leading someone on this path is harmful. Indoctrinating them in the ideology that would lead them on this path is harmful. It makes you complicit in their ment mental and bodily harm if you stand by silently and just because you don't wanna say something politically incorrect or just because you don't want to, don't, don't want to, exhibit tough love, just because you don't want to sound harsh, you don't want to hurt someone's feelings, you don't want to make them cry, it makes you complicit in their mental and bodily harm if you stand by and do nothing. If you're too cowardly to say something unpopular with leftists, if you're worried about the backlash that you might get on social media. So this is not, the, the reason I'm talking about this today is because what What's happening in the wake of this video that Matt Walsh created, this, these conservatives, this cohort of the Republican Party who are claiming that this tone of voice that Matt Walsh took was mean, it was not nice, it's counterproductive to our cause, is in, not only incorrect in this particular circumstance, this is a mistake that Republicans and conservatives have made for decades when it comes to social issues and the culture war and our track record in culture war battles is abysmal. And this is why. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What the response that Matt Walsh has received from this faction of conservatives in the Republican Party saying that his tone of voice was unkind. This wasn't nice. This was mean. It was too harsh. And moreover, it's counterproductive to the cause is a mistake conservatives have been making for decades now. It's pretty clear at this point that conservatives have lost the culture war this far. Thus far, we look at the Grammys. This is something we've been talking about on this show for two weeks now. You look at the Grammys. You look at TikTok. You look at the, the, the abortion narrative on Twitter where all of these abortion doctors are saying abortion is normal. It's good. It's moral. It's, 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 it's family values. Any of these different things, whether it's a a, a Satan-worshipping dance, whether it's abortion, whether it's viral transgender agenda, it's pretty clear that we are not winning these culture wars. It's pretty clear that something we have done is going wrong, and it's not because the vast majority of individual people in our country believe what the left believes. It's not because the vast majority of people in our country disagree with our conservative values. It's because the tactics the left has used are more effective than the tactics that we have used. The left has captured institutions. So even if you have a classroom of 25 students and say 20 of those students have parents who don't want them taught gender ideology and five of those students have parents who are okay with it, those 20 students whose parents disagree with gender ideology, their child is still going to be indoctrinated with it because the left has captured the teachers' unions and the school counselors, and so those people are controlling what's going into your child's mind. This is not a a majority rule system that we're facing in our country. The majority of people, and this includes Democrat voters, the majority of people in our country are not radical leftist, neo-Marxist, critical race theory adherents, queer theory propagating communists. That's just the elite who control our institutions. That's just the politicians in the Democratic Party. But conservatives, conservatives might have the majority of people on our side when it comes to these cultural issues. We haven't fought a smart fight. We've, allowed, we've surrendered these institutions. Why? Because we've been too nice. Because we've wanted to be too tolerant because we wanted to be inclusive, because we didn't want to sound too harsh. We didn't want people's feelings to be hurt. We didn't want to be culturally culturally insensitive. We didn't want to be politically incorrect. The last time that conservatives prioritized being nice, prioritized being non-offensive and culturally tolerant, our country legalized gay marriage. And I know that's a controversial topic because, oh, a lot of people, if you do polls, a lot of people now say that they support gay marriage. Well, that's a downstream effect of it being legalized. It wasn't the underpinning 
of the push and the advocacy to make it legal. And when we legalized gay marriage, it paved the way for this, what we're suffering in our nation right now, the transgender ideology. What happens when conservatives buy into the false idea of tolerance is not this neutral playing field where there's no morals and everyone can bring their own beliefs and values to the marketplace of idea of ideas. That's not what happens. It's a binary choice. There's no such thing as an absence of morality. It's either morality or amorality. It's either the morality embraced by the Republican Party or the twisted version of morality that the Democrats offer us. We have to pick. We have to choose. And if we, if we fall prey to this idea that, oh, we shouldn't be pushing our principles on other people through politics, we should remove our morals in almost this, this, this libertarian scenario. If we remove our morals so that everyone can have their own choice, well, the left's just going to swoop into that vacuum of morality and they're going to impose their morals on us. And this is not hypothetical. We have literally seen this happen in the state of California. That's the best example. If you misgender a geriatric patient in a nursing home, meaning if you use pronouns that correspond to the biological sex of the person you're referring to, but they identify differently, and you're a nurse taking care of that patient, you can spend time in prison for that crime. Because the right wing, conservatives, Republicans, removed morality from state law, removed morality because they didn't, they wanted to be tolerant. They wanted to be culturally sensitive. They wanted to be politically correct. They didn't want to be mean. And the left swooped into that vacuum and imposed their twisted version of morality, which of course is amorality, it's immorality, into law instead. Conservatives are about to fall for that again. The false idea of tolerance in the name of, well, let's be nice. And the left, of course, never embraced tolerance at all. They want, they, they tell us, the left tells the right that they want us to be tolerant and inclusive, but they don't practice what they preach. The left has no intention of being tolerant of our views, being inclusive, being inclusive of our values. Not by a long shot. The left only wants complete capitulation from us. Complete capitulation. They censor us on social media if we verbally dissent from their political views. They want that, the, the big tech censorship, they want that codified into law. They want to make what we say hate speech and they want to destroy our First Amendment protected right to freedom of speech in order to criminalize us for hate speech. In school, they want students as young as elementary school to be punished if those students do not verbally capitulate to, to neo-pronouns if they quote-unquote misgender other students. The left wants religious people, like me, put out of business, fined, and potentially jailed for refusing to take part in the celebration of things that we find immoral, like queer theory, like gay marriage. The left wants, us, wants to force us to partake in their twisted version of morality under penalty of the law. Is that tolerance? Is that inclusion? Of course it's not, because the left never wanted any of that. They just knew that Republicans were suckers and were so nice that we'd fall for that. And we're about to fall for this again. 
We have gotten to the point in our country where the left is actively trying to separate children from their parents in order to indoctrinate children in radical leftist ideology like queer theory that leads children to acting the way that Dylan Mulvaney is acting. And they want to do this without, not just without consideration from parents, but against the express wishes of parents. This is a teacher talking about curriculum in school, talking about um, parents wanting to be involved in the curriculum choices of parents. And this teacher, listen to the rabid hatred that this teacher has for parents. I have a master's degree because when I got certified, I was told I had to have a master's degree to be an Arizona certified teacher. We all have advanced degrees. What do the parents have? Are we vetting the backgrounds of our parents? Are we allowing the parents to choose the curriculum and the books that our children are going to read? I think that it's a mistake. And I'm just speaking from the heart. Um, the one line that I love is, uh, we must remember that the purpose of public education is not to teach only what parents want their children to be taught. It is to teach them what society needs them to be taught. First of all, she says, our children, not your children. Children in public school are students. They are their parents' children. This teacher gone wild hating on parents is not an anomaly. This is the norm in the public school system. Why? Because this is what has to happen. Public schools must be turned into these indoctrination camps in order to brainwash children into queer theory. The left does not want tolerance. The left does not want inclusions. They want to force you to celebrate and participate in their ideology, and they want to separate from you from your children Separate your children from you in order to make sure your children never believe what you believe. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So leftists are extremely shrewd about being hypocrites, about tolerance and inclusion. They, they, they don't send Pelosi or Hillary Clinton or Adam Schiff, their, their most unlikable characters, they don't send those folks out to push radical gender ideology on, on the masses, on your children. They choose their messengers. The left chooses their messengers very carefully, very shrewdly, very strategically. With climate change, well, maybe they tried Al Gore once, but when he failed so abysmally, abysmally who did they send? They sent Greta Thunberg. 
tell me that wasn't a shrewd choice. For gun control, they didn't send, they didn't send a United States senator. Who did they send? They sent David Hogg and other Parkland kids. Likewise, with radical gender ideology, they're not sending, they're not sending Joe Biden, they're sending Dylan Mulvaney. Why? Because the three people that I mentioned in particular, Greta Thunberg, David Hogg, and Dylan Mulvaney are, are sympathetic figures. They're kids or very, very young people. They're victims. And when you have a sympathetic figure who is a child or just barely a young adult and also a victim, any criticism of that person's politics looks personal. Any criticism of that person's politics looks like the person criticizing is quote unquote punching down. Like it's unfair and mean and harsh to criticize their politics. But Dylan Mulvaney falls into the same camp as Greta Thunberg does. With Greta Thunberg, we were told, oh, you can't, you can't criticize her, she's a child. You can't smack down her stupid ideas, she's just a kid. But if you're going to play in the grown-up world, then you can't expect to be both taken seriously and completely insulated from counterpoint and criticism of your political ideology and your political proposals. You can't have it both ways. You can be a child, and if you're a child, then sure, you should be insulated from, from sometimes the harshness and the reality or the reality of the harshness of politics, but we're also not gonna take your political ideas seriously because you're a child. But if you're an adult and you're advocating for political policies, why on earth should you be insulated from any criticism? Why on earth should you're, what you're advocating for, the political policy, why shouldn't that, that beget counterpoints from the other side? Of course it should. You can't have it both ways, but the left very shrewdly realizes that even though what I just described is what it ought to be, that doesn't make it appear, that doesn't, that doesn't mean that it always appears that way. You and I can logically say, well, Greta Thunberg wants to abolish capitalism. Of course we can say, hey, Greta, that's a stupid idea. But that doesn't mean that some people who are less politically involved might not feel that that's being harsh to a child. Likewise with Dylan Mulvaney. You will notice that much of the criticism of Matt Walsh, when, when these conservatives criticized him or even the left criticized him for not being nice, they didn't, they didn't contradict him. They didn't say that what he was saying was false. They didn't say that his contentions were wrong. They just said that it, it, his tone of voice was counterproductive. Dylan Mulvaney is both a person and a public figure, both a, a, a private citizen and a political activist. And the fact that Dylan Mulvaney successfully portrays himself as a private citizen in his political activism is the left's very favorite type of political activist. But conservatives and Republicans who fall for this false idea of, oh, be nice, don't punch down. That's not kind, that's not loving, that's too harsh of a tone, you're being counterproductive to our cause, are missing the point that Dylan Mulvaney's and Greta Thunberg's and David Hogg's are deliberately trotted out by the left for this exact reason, because 
we conservatives are nice people. We're generally very welcoming people. We're very loving people. We want the best for everyone. We want people to prosper. We want people to thrive. We're not looking to be mean. We're not looking to start fights. And so the left tries to exploit us. And oftentimes the right falls for it. But when you see a video like this, this is a video that went viral on, on TikTok over the weekend. This is a mom who claims she's Christian, who is uh, presenting her child that she claims is transgender, that the mom claims is transgender. And the reason that the mom gives for why she facilitated the transition of her child, this is what she says, take a listen. 12 year old daughter recently came to me and said that she was transgender. She wanted to be a boy. And as a Christian mother, there was only one thing I could do. And that was help my son transition so that he could be the young man that God always intended him to be. So you're telling me that it's the nice thing to do, the kind thing to do, the loving thing to do, the proper tone of voice to take, not to say anything to this woman, not to tell her that she's using and abusing her child, not to tell her that it's not God's will, that you cannot be Christian and transition your child, that you are actively rejecting the fact that your child was made in the image and likeness of God, you are mutilating that image. It's an atrocity to God what you've done to your child. But is it nice to say that? Is it soft to say that? Is it, is it politically correct to say that? Is it inclusive to say that? Is it culturally sensitive to say that? Our answer should be, I don't care. I don't care. Remember, the vast majority of the American people believe it is wrong to mutilate children. The vast majority of the American people believe that you were born a boy or a girl, and a boy or a girl, you remain. They don't believe that identity dictates your gender. They might be afraid to say it, but they don't believe it. There's an, one more thing, one more aspect of this, that I think needs to be discussed. And this is the concept of shame. So what Matt Walsh did with that video is he was shaming Dylan Mulvaney. Now he wasn't shaming Dylan Mulvaney as the person. He was shaming Dylan Mulvaney as the political activist who has embraced in his political activism, he's the embodiment of his political activism. He's embraced, or so, so Matt Walsh is shaming Dylan Mulvaney as the embodiment of Dylan Mulvaney's political activism. And it's, become very popular in our culture to think of shame as an inherently negative emotion. Oh, you're shaming someone. You're fat shaming someone. You're body shaming someone. You're, you're, you're doing something that deliberately begets the, the, the negative feeling or the negative emotion of shame in someone else. And we've tried to eradicate, we've tried to eradicate shame from our culture. And, and I reject that. I oppose that. There, there are times that shame is toxic shame. There are times that you feel ashamed of, of your body, as gender disordered people do, and that's not, that's not correct. You should not, be, you should not be making your decisions based on feelings. All feelings are not valid. However, shame when it is properly ordered, especially an aspect of social shame, where certain repugnant behaviors are culturally rejected, Otherwise, if someone embraces, if a member of society embraces something culturally repugnant, like pedophilia, for example, then the entire, the entire society um, ostracizes that person. That, that, that's, a correct, that's a correct and properly ordered 
use of shame. That person engaging in that, in that repugnant behavior should feel shame, and that shame should motivate that person to stop behaving in that way, to reform their ways. This is, this, we need to bring this back. This is what Matt Walsh is actually enacting. I don't know if it's intentional or I don't know if it, it's just what it is, but this is something that we ought to bring back because this is a powerful tool, a powerful tool in preventing an ideology which is not supported by a majority of the American people from becoming the prevalent ideology simply because the tactics of the left were more effective than the defensive tactics of the right even though the ideology of the right is underpinned by the majority support. This woman, this Christian, this so-called Christian mom who's transing her kids, she ought to be shamed. She ought to be shamed by her church. She ought to be shamed by her community. She ought to be shamed by her friends. She ought to be shamed by her doctors. If shame were used more judiciously, more prudently, and more prevalently, this behavior would stop. If Dylan Mulvaney was not praised the way that he is praised, if people weren't groveling at Dylan Mulvaney's feet based on Dylan Mulvaney's political activism, if our culture collectively rejected this behavior, then Dylan Mulvaney wouldn't be a cultural phenomenon. Dylan Mulvaney wouldn't be influential in our culture. Dylan Mulvaney wouldn't be an effective political activist. Dylan Mulvaney wouldn't be the poster child of choice for the Democratic Party who wants to push queer theory on the American people using a vessel like Dylan Mulvaney that's hard to criticize because Dylan Mulvaney is a sympathetic figure, a young person, suffering, mentally ill, exploited, personable, a performance artist. And if you criticize the politics, because the politics are so intertwined with, with the personal presentation of Dylan Mulvaney, that it looks like you're punching down. Matt Walsh was exactly correct in his analysis of Dylan Mulvaney. Matt Walsh was exactly correct in his analysis of masculinity. He was exactly correct in his analysis of femininity. He was exactly correct in how our culture should respond to queer theory that's being shoved in our faces and shoved down our children's throats. If we're nice and we're tolerant and we're culturally sensitive and we're inclusive, we will lose this battle. And if we lose this battle, the people who will suffer will be our children. Our children whose bodies will be mutilated, who will be psychologically tortured and confused, who will be unable to enjoy a healthy sex life after they're married, who will be unable to bear children and beget children, who will constantly suffer medical complications from surgeries that appear to be from a horror movie or a dystopian novel and not from medical science. That's what will happen if we stay quiet because we're more worried about hurting someone's feelings and being nice than standing up for the truth. Don't forget to check out the interview that I did with Dr. Joseph Ladapo, the Surgeon General of Florida. It's on Apple. Uh, podcast is on Spotify, it's on Rumble, and it's on Locals. And I do not think you will be disappointed. It's not on YouTube for reasons that you will understand as soon as you, as soon as you listen to it, as soon as you watch it. Thank you for watching today. Thank you for listening. I'm Liz Wheeler. This is the Liz Wheeler Show.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.